kind of imagine the worst case scenario where the AV fails and the, or the electricity goes out, could you still talk about your topic? Yeah. Right. And everyone should still be able to have a 15 minute conversation with someone <laughs> about the topic they were presenting on to really be a powerful and authoritative speaker. Knowing that you're the one who has all the uh, authority and information on the topic could be a way to provide some of that confidence to talk in front of a room full of strangers. Yeah, absolutely. Because it is weird. Uh, it is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like there's a speaker, but really the deck is the authority, not the person presenting it. Um, and, and, and you can feel that as an audience member. You can, you can. That's why um, I think some of the best decks I've seen are those that don't have, they don't have a lot of copy. They don't have a lot of bullet points. They have, you know, some data and some references and things like that. But mm -hmm. you know, the speaker's not up there reading the deck. I think that the best thing a speaker can do is be prepared and really know, know what you're presenting. So there's a mm -hmm. difference between knowing a topic and knowing your deck. In some organizations, I think the person doing the talk is not the person creating the deck. And right. that is really evident when you get to the stage. We ask for decks a number of weeks in advance, I think usually about two weeks out, which makes people crazy and they hate it. Because they're like, <laughs> but what if the world changes next week and it's not in my deck? And so I always try to impress upon people like you can know something and talk about something and you don't need a slide for it. So right. <laughs> if everything changes in the world, then you just get up there and wing it because you're a marketer that knows what you're doing and you can do that. It's not as important to have every fact on every slide, right? The best speakers are those who are, first of all, they're talking about something they're really passionate about and that they have a really big depth of knowledge about. Because then even if they, you know, they can go off book, right? They can, you know, whiz through their slides and not necessarily speak to everything that's on screen, but they're still speaking to the topic and they're speaking authoritatively because they really know it. I think the important thing for speakers mm -hmm. is don't pitch for something that's like, well, I think I want to talk about this. Pitch for things that you can really, really get down in the weeds about. Yeah, maybe those are good um, prep tips for a speaker to do a practice round of your talk without the deck to feel that you actually know that topic and you feel like an authority. Yeah, I agree. That would be um, that would be a fascinating challenge, I think, for most. Maybe we'll do that. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll do a panel like that. We're surprised. We're not going to use your decks. We've got 15 <laughs> minutes. Go. Tess, you're making it harder for the speakers. <laughs> I can tell you what's remained more static, unfortunately, is the uh, gender makeup of who pitches for our shows. Historically, and this is over a 10-year timeline, mm -hmm. we only get about 30% of the people pitching for our shows are people we can identify by their name because we don't ask gender when people pitch if they're male or female. The, the, you know, 30-70 split male to female hasn't mm -hmm. changed. 